Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV podcast number 11. We've now got enough podcasts to fill an 11. And I think you're firmly into your podcast voice. Yeah. I really like that. Well, it's more subtle. It's it's great, like. It's gruffer. It's, it's nice. It's I also like your it. sex voice. You're nice. Not really. I knew that. That's more like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, So we've got a question to kick us off. It comes from Ryan. Uh, Ryan Renison. Really good alliterative name. I like that. Solid Stanley. Good foresight. The parents. Stanley. Stanley, I'd be proud. Um, which two of the current Liverpool players would make the best football fan channel? Wow. Um, I'm thinking Alberto Moreno's got to be there. Okay. He's just got to be. You need someone who's a little bit weird. Yeah, um, I found that. Um, and then <laughs> you'd probably need a talker, someone that just doesn't shut up. Very opinionated. Um, I found that too. <laughs> <laughs> who that is in the squad? I'm not 100 percent sure. I think you need to. Yeah, you need to have. You need to have your your straight man, as it were, and you need to have your your you know your more opinion. Yeah, yeah, you're the guy. I think I think Moreno could fulfil the the random the random side of things pretty well. Yeah, as far as the the talker goes, I mean, they need to be slightly boring. So maybe Adam Lallana could be in that or something. I'm not sure. What do you mean, Adam? Why? Well, he's slightly boring, like you. Is he? Yeah. Like me? I'm not boring. <laughs> I'm only playing with you. <laughs> I've accepted James Miller, but not. I think they would Yeah, Simon Mignolet yeah, could have like a, 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 a Sheldon Cooper's Fun with Flags style I show. I like that. I am Simon Mignolet. Welcome. Okay, great, Simon. That's four minutes and you've just done your introduction. Um, okay, I would go with. Ooh, that's actually quite tough, isn't it? I let's go. You know what? To be I'm going to go Divock Origi after meeting him last week. Yeah. So pe- hopefully people will get to see this video shortly. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? Origi and Gomez made a pretty good partnership. But I would go. I, I think Henderson and Lallana for me. I think you know because they're good friends. There must be a natural balance there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I mean, they, must I mean, they cash. Yeah. The cash yet, which would be that. What that, a series, by the way. What a series. You yeah. know, they've, they've said they're not doing a third. They'll do a Christmas special. They better do after they the will. way that they ended it. Mm. Absolutely well. There's no way he's not doing a Christmas special. Think about it. It's you know what he, you know what he came out and said? It's what? because the, there's just not that much you can do with a car. And the first thing I said was, finish the goddamn series yeah, then. No. Well, here's the thing on that. You could see because the, the first. Series was entirely in the car. Spoilers, by the way, but not too many spoilers. I'll try not to ruin it. Do watch Cash Here, it's good. But they do, they, they, they set a few things just at, like within line of sight of the car, but they moved a, li- a little bit further away. And that, I, I, it wouldn't shock me to see that in turn, either turn that into a fully blown series where they do a bit more 
around that. Or what if you think about it is that it's all building up towards this Christmas team anyway, yeah. isn't it? So I really, I really, really hope they do because I felt like I was gutted the way four it ended. episodes. Is, Four episodes is is, is minge, but it's not that's not a second series done at all. Sorry, Shy, I won't ruin it for you, mate. It's fine. Shy's going shh, give us the international symbol for shut the fuck up. Um, but really politely, great series though, really good. Series. Do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about it all is have you read like the road signs and all that type of stuff? They're all jokes. So there's like it, it doesn't say Tesco on some of them. Obviously, where he works, it, it's very yeah. they're very clear that it doesn't say Tesco. But like, did you see when he was going through Wigan and there was all pie jokes on all the signs and all the shops? And that's continued throughout the entire no, second yeah. series. Everything, everything like the, it's just yeah, brilliant. Every part of it is it's it's it's, it's very it's very clever. Um, what were we talking about? Lallana and Henderson. Lallana and Henderson. Car share. That's how they got onto yeah, this. Exactly. Lallana and Henderson's car share. I think that's that's one solid content strand. There, yeah, if I'm yeah. And, but you also need someone who's got a bit of experience of the football club and stuff. So Lucas should have a shout as well. Maybe he could be the the Machin senior role. Maybe he's the Aubrey. Of it. <laughs> kind of good drops in periodically. He just tells stories that are made up. Just talks for ages, and then and then yeah, gets gets dropped off. I miss you, Aubrey. Oh. Um, okay, we move on. Um, so we, what we promised was, if people left reviews on iTunes, we'd read them. Uh, if you wanted to leave questions for us in there, we'd answer those questions. So we got a few from from last week. As ever, you go to iTunes, leave a leave a rating and a review, and uh, we'll 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 read yours next week off the back. Um, we got is it three we've got? Yeah, um, it's our first non five star rating. Actually, um, we got one star. And it's just FSG out and sign Royce from Matty, you know. Uh, that was a little bit mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, back so to the five-star reviews. Find, I tell you what, if everyone can find him and call him a cunt for us, um, by all means, feel free to feel, feel free to do that. Um, Didn't your mum ever tell you that if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it, Matty, you know? No, but that, yeah, people's mums' advice seems to conflict with the internet. I just go, I remember my dad used to say to me this, like, I, I, I'd say I'd give an opinion so and he go who asked you who asked you and then it'd be like well hang on and then I'd come back and say well no I'm entitled to my opinion and they're like well, but great but you know also, also we did ask him for his opinion no though. no no to, to, but also you know also shut up <laughs> <laughs> um, go on um, five stars by Dom Shield best football podcast out there thank you uh, quality stuff boys always enjoy listening to these on my daily commute my question is providing we get top four this season and secure Champions League is Hendo a captain that can command the squad on European night like Stevie did uh, for the start let's not let's Let's not make a continue to make this same rod for Jordan Henderson's back by using Steven Gerrard as uh, in, in every possible comparison. And I know captains and all that, but I, I think I personally think yeah, I don't think there's an issue over Jordan Henderson's leadership of the squad. I think the question mark over Jordan Henderson is can you get him on the pitch for more than twenty five games a season? Because based on the last two seasons, the answer to that is. No. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good point, Paul. And you know, it, it it has to be a concern moving forwards because you do need your captain to be part of your match day squad regularly and and ultimately part of your first team. Now, I think he's worth taking the chance on because I think when he plays, we're a much better football inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's proven with games like Chelsea just this season that he can get teams over the line. Yeah. You know, he, he's proven to me that he, he is a big game player. He do, he never goes missing in any game of football. Yeah. Uh, even when he makes mistakes, he's there. He's always asking for the ball. He's always trying to correct his mistakes and stuff. And ultimately, he's a, he's a boss footy player. It is interesting, though, because I, 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 
I kind of I, I see where the question stems yeah, from because if you were to put it's like the Brendan Rodgers thing you know if you put it a bunch of if you put bought some world class been there done it players in that squad and the chips are down and Jordan Henderson turns around and bollocks someone he's got to have massive balls and I think he has but also you know your fear is that someone turns around and goes I'm sorry who the fuck are you you know I, I mean ultimately you wouldn't want that type of player necessarily in your squad but you know, and, and you'd want players respectful of the of the armband and respectful of the club and respectful of all, all these kind of stuff. But that, I think that would be the underlying fear with that. But that being said, I've seen Jordan Henderson go toe to toe with Diego Costa and most, you know, and and, and, a, and a number of players in the league that most lads, or or more importantly, most people, if if Jordan Henderson was the man that some people seem to perceive him as, he'd never be able to do that kind of stuff. So I think he's got he possesses the intestinal fortitude of a Mick Foley. Yeah, and look, and if he do, and if he if he were to get Champions League football, ultimately as as he's not been massively involved over the last couple of months and stuff, but he's the captain who got his Champions League football and that'll earn a level of respect as well. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. He's been at the club long enough now that I think I think there's a I think there's a level of respect for him and, and a level of respect for the way that he's gone about his job. And well. also he's you know he's very, he's very tight with so many of the members of that team and that squad. Um, that yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually I get I get the concern over it because when you're watching the Champions League and you're looking at the guys who are carrying the armband for some of these top for these top clubs, and there's a natural fear that we we you know we're gonna we're gonna fall a level below all all of this stuff when we you know if and when we get back in there. But players need the opportunity to 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 prove themselves, and I'm not. It's not like. I don't think it's a, it's one of those huge gambles on Jordan Henderson to be like, oh no, will he will he have I think he's shown enough, more than enough in his in his tenure in that role that he'd be able to he'd be able to handle it fine. He seems to be searching for something. Yeah, I'm just quite interested as to who is the captain of Monaco. To be honest, because I, I wonder if that gives us an idea of a team that can go back into the Champions League with a captain that's probably not massively well known. Okay, answer to that question out. Phil, what was the next comment, yes. by the way? So, um, Jonesy57 bossed that, and that's five-star review as well. <laughs> um, so, thank you for that. But, yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because we, we do see these clubs like Juventus and Barcelona and Real Madrid who have these outstanding captains, but there's a lot of teams in the Champions League and a lot of teams that can do well, uh, and maybe some of these guys don't have as big-name players. I mean, Monaco have come from nowhere over the last few years again. Haven't they with the influx of money? Uh, I yeah, I hoped it would be on the app that I have, but it it isn't. But yeah, so it's an, it's but none of those players point. are those names that we're talking about no, either, no, are they? No, you're, you're right. It's a good, it's a very good point. Uh, okay, so we let's 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 push on. Thanks thanks very much for the questions, by the way. And as ever, leave leave reviews, leave five star reviews, <laughs> or not or none at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, also as well, if you're just listening to this on Acast or iTunes or Stitcher or what have you, if you want to watch the video version of it, you can on the RedmenTV.com. There's the customary wave. Um, we do an extended version of this. We do not normally do another 15 or so minutes answering, asking and answering some of your questions or more of your questions that we don't get time to get through in this. So, first off, Chris, we're midweek as we're recording this. We've had a couple of days to digest the whole Watford thing. And more importantly... Watch Emery Chan's goal over and over and over again from every angle. What a what a goal it was! <laughs> unbelievable, Paul. It was just <laughs> unbelievable, mate. 
Yeah, that was that was that would be pretty impressive if you manage if you manage to get your penis to do that. That would be incredibly impressive. That's the aim, Pablo. That is the, the aim. <laughs> work on it every day. If, if I if I ever don't turn up for work on day, I've I've, I've, I've done it. <laughs> Just like an emaciated husk on the bathroom floor. Um, yeah, he. I didn't really know what noise was going to come out then. I've never done that noise before. I wasn't sure if it came out how I wanted or not. A big, quick, quick fire, like, yeah, I like that. I think you got it spot on. Um, the, the people who were just listening to that, I, I, I wonder what in your mind, in fact, if you can let us know on whatever platform you listen to, what was in your head when you heard that noise? What motion do you think Chris was going through? <laughs> let us know. I'm at tweeters at the Red Men TV. It's the easiest way to do it. Um, we've we spoke a lot about Emily Chan. Look, since he came into the club, let's be honest, he's had, I think he's had spells where he's looked really good and he's also had spells when he's looked horrendous mm. there was a point two months ago when we were going yeah well listen if he goes you know his contract shit and I'm not really sure he's kicked on I don't know where he fits in this side etc etc um, now Sebastian Coates scored an amazing goal for Liverpool so the ability to score amazing goals does not tech, define hey? yeah exactly does not define Liverpool careers by any, by any stretch but Emre Chan, I be- I believe anyway, has risen to the challenge that's been presented to him in these last couple of months, and I think it's I don't I hope it's not capped off by that goal. I hope that's just another another step up to another level. Yeah, look, he's a player that I can't remember if it was beginning of last season or the season before, and I, I wonder if you remember me saying this, but you know there was a lot of talk about him being future captain material, and one of the things that I'd said is, you know, I I, I thought that he didn't have the right mentality for it. He yeah. spoke to people badly on the pitch um, without maybe backing it up. Sometimes now we spoke about Jordan Henderson in his captaincy just a minute ago. Now, for me, Henderson's always been able to back it up with his performances on the pitch, and Chan Chan hasn't until the back end of last season when we really started to see that when he started playing the six, and and then certainly over the last few weeks as well, he's he's really stepped his game up again. Again, whenever, and I keep coming back to this, is whenever he's given a run of games in the same position. He might take a little while to get into it, but when he gets into it, he starts firing on all cylinders. Yeah. We saw that back in the last season when he played the six. We're seeing it this season when he's playing more of a central midfielder role. I think his problem has been that, much like Jamie Carragher early on in his career and Steven Gerrard early on in his career, he's a very good footballer yeah. and he's easy to push around from position to, to position yeah. to fill your needs in. But he never, you never really see the best of him until you give him two months in a position. Mm. And, and he's really starting to... I think believe in himself and his own abilities. Uh, he's really starting to, you know, put his pre- presence into these games of football, start grabbing them by their scruff of the neck and affecting football matches at both ends of the pitch. Now, against Watford, I mean, it was an unbelievable goal, but I don't think two months ago he attempts that. Mm. I think it's his standing in the squad, yeah. his form that he's been in, yeah. you know, the... the probably positive contract talks by all accounts as well all feed into this and look if if you can get Emre Chan into a nice rhythm with what he's doing then he's going to be fantastic here's the thing about Emre Chan for me is that if he was performing like this and he was Lucas's age let's say or, or, or older, because we keep making out like Lucas is a million oh, years he's old. three years younger than us. <laughs> In fact, he's four years younger than us. Yeah. I think he's 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James we, Milner, the old man of the squad. Yeah. Bar Manninger, at least three years. Three years. Um, 
and the way these young lads in the office talk about them like they're all cunts as yeah, well. Like we talk about them in the same way, which is the worst thing. Young at heart. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if he was James Milner's age, if he was Lucas Labour's age, and he was performing like this, I'd be like. Look, these are out. These are outliers. These are, you know, it was Colo's last hurrah type yeah, of season. Yeah, you know, because look, we're seeing it from Lucas. Look at the assist from Lucas for that goal. You know, he's it, there's that great stat doing the rounds that he's got more assists in his last was it four games than Pogba and Mkhitaryan have got all season, which is delicious, absolutely. But you're looking at Lucas's standout performances and saying particularly from the creative side of things and going we know that's not his natural game at this point he's been around too too long for us to expect him to be this creative midfielder who dives in the box but yeah but when you look but when I'm seeing it from Emery Chan I'm, I, it gets me excited because I'm thinking well this lad we still don't know what this lad's ceiling is He's he is still potentially another year two three years away from hitting his, his his actual peak as a as a professional footballer i mean i'd like him to hit it from next year onwards realistically but um and when you start some of the stuff Paul, he's sorry, out, sorry, 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 no, wait, no, go for it. if this was his peak you'd be pretty happy with this mm. this as a player but you're right he's not any he's not anywhere near his peak yet exactly yeah i mean talking about the lad's still 23 years old he's exactly what you've said there he's not had enough time and we said this a couple of weeks ago on, on, on the pod he's not he's not had enough time to own a position and when you look at it and at least you were the one who said it how do you specialise in a position that requires you to be a specialist if you're not playing enough games to learn the role inside and out um, sounds like I know what I'm talking about I think that must have just been luck <laughs> I've t- I think I've just bundled, I've the, I've just bundled into I've t- that. I've tidied the edges up on that a touch, but the, yeah, no, but the, the the but the sentiment you you know and the, the point was absolutely spot on, is and this is where I think and I, I don't I think Stephen Gerrard and you mentioned him I think you mentioned him already is Stephen Gerrard was was world class, but I don't think he was world class over he was never world class over more than a couple of seasons in any one given position he was just generally world class wasn't he he had a great couple of great seasons on the right a couple of great seasons in the 10 one great season or two great seasons at either end of his career playing in the in the dm kind of thing you wonder what gerard would have been if we just said that's your position you're centre mid mate go and play centre mid for the whole for, for 10 years of your career and then and then adapt within the space of about 15 yards move around that way how much better might he have been in the DM toward the back end of his career if he'd been playing that you know if he'd only been playing centre mid for the 8 years or whatever that previous to it so all the credit in the world to Emre Chan and uh, if nothing else but we said at the time he put a bit of credit in the bank for when he started dubbing his Emre Chan brain farts a bit later on sad Go do your fine mates. Hundred percent more power to you. Exactly, exactly. I mean, what a goal! Mm. Deserve to win any game of football. It's yeah. cliche as fuck, but it's right. No, no, exactly. And what I love about any of these moments because I went down to I went down to Ball Street and, and, and Flav was I, so actually oh yeah so yeah, I did a, a special surprise guest appearance on the Long Ball Street podcast this week. Did you? Yeah, I dropped in and they were they were chuffed because it means that when we're on it, the, the views go up significantly the comments are normally good as well it's just what we do you know and I said well to be fair there's more evidence of it being with you than there is with me but we'll see go and listen to it and make me look good um, but he was it's like, a oh, very good podcast of yeah, it is, yeah. don't talk he's like don't oh, you're going to talk about Emily Chan's go blah 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 like, absolutely mate because why would you why, why would you not but what's, what what happens is everyone comes out the woodwork with like oh Andy Carroll's goal or oh Wayne Rooney's goal or oh the Jadu Scorpion kick it's like 
I'm not saying, I mean, I, I might have said it's goal of the season, but I'm entitled to say that when I've just seen a man do that live, you know what I mean? It's the people, it's the little, it's the little knobs that come out, well, is, is it, does it really stand up to blah, 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 blah. Amazing technique. If that wins goal of the season, there should be really no, there should be no complaints. I think you could look and say, it's up there with, I think we should do scorpion kick, uh, if nothing else, and saying, well, it was a moment of it's a moment of pure inspiration and skill. If any one of the, if the, if either of those goals were to win it, you go yeah. Well, fit, I, fit, I asked right. your dad on a final word yesterday. How good does it rank going back over the years and mm-hmm. stuff? And he, he mentioned the Suarez Newcastle one, which was one of his favourites. And he and the only other goal that I think he mentioned was a guy I'd never heard of from the sixties. And like that, that's your dad with fifty years of following football, yeah, yeah. rating that goal that highly. So that's how that's how massive a goal and how great a goal that one was. And, and as I say, you mentioned the Benteke one earlier. It was a consolation goal that Old Trafford ultimately, mm-hmm. as much as it was a phenomenal overhead kick, he's won the game with that. Even even better. What more? What more can you do? Score an absolute world class goal and, and carry your team therefore over the line to three points. Brilliant. Prodel needed to fuck off. By the way, though. Don't like him. Yeah, well, it, there was a point I saw a little video doing the rounds on Twitter, and it was like it was a little clip of there's our two centre halves crossing the ball to each other in the final third in the 92nd minute. This is what it is to support Liverpool. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that at length because that's ridiculous. You know, I've talked about it over the last week or so. Is this game management, you know, and just just understanding your situations. I mean, Matip crossing to Lovren in the ninety-second minute with Clavin back isn't isn't what you want. It's just not what you want. <laughs> well, that game, that's why we put Clavin on there. <laughs> you just fucking, these two are going to be mad fuckers. You what just the shit. fuck are they thinking, Paul? Like, no, well, that, yeah, you no. got Champions League on the line, and the two of them are off for a fucking jolly at the far end of the pitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are they fucking playing at? Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that very much like someone's defined the roles for them, but they've only gotten round to it. It's like like. You explain a set of the buttons to someone, but you only explain the attacking buttons to them, and you have to go, "Oh, what slide tackle? Oh, it's the same as I. It's the same as high pass, mate. That, that it's like they've gone right. When you play the side of the back today, your job is to get up and and, and support the attack. And they're on great side, and they run off. They go, no, no, wait, come, yeah. come back, and, come uh, back. And to con- Not in the last minute of the match. Con- and to continue that, everybody's done it. Where you've gone the other team. And you've just ran their players away from the ball. It's like somebody did that with the two of them. We'll run their centre halves out of position, straight up the field. What the fuck are those two thinking? Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Uh, everyone's done it where you've played as somebody else and you had to run the team away. You've not cheated. What do you mean played as somebody else? So you've set like a control pad up for them and moved their players out the way. You've never done that. What? How do you do that? You've just set another control pad up when you're playing the computer or whatever. And then and then you just move the players. Into player? You, you're, it's a single player game, and then you put a pad onto the second team when you're losing, and then you start running their fucking their players off. You'd never done that. No. You've never cheated on a FIFA or a Pro Evo game. No, I don't understand. I don't understand why. So you go. So you you basically playing two player on your own. Yeah. Okay. You've never done that. No Have you done that, Si? Yeah, of course we've done that. Everybody's done that. Why would you do that? Because you're losing and you need to win. <laughs> By any means necessary, Paul. <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Go You've on. done that, yeah? I've yeah, scored a couple of own goals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that type of stuff. Like, you've I'm... never done that. No, See, winning just doesn't matter to you, does it? <laughs> no, I'll just, just, 
just win. Uh, no, the, yeah, well, um, you've seen me play Primo. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I remember there was a, there was a series years ago called Games World. It used to be on Sky, and they had like a, you could send in your records, and some lad sent in his record as like a a nineteen nil win on Sensible Soccer. And I remember watching it, and he beating this team, he's scoring, and it's like it's a video of him doing it, and it's like that's a two player game with no one holding the fucking joystick on the other end. It was like painfully obvious and that's always rankled with me that people would do would, would, oh yeah, yeah I've never done that I've never done it like why would you I've done it loads have you done it loads loads of times yeah when I was a kid done it on the FIFA predictor last week fuck off Sire didn't do it on the FIFA predictor <laughs> shit you lying bastard <laughs> okay um <laughs> Move on. So we got um, obviously just to just to just to, to, to sober the tone of touch. Let me know. Moment. Tweet me at Mr Blood Red and at the Red Men TV and let us know if you've done that as well on FIFA or oh, Pro Evo. By the way, by all means, by all means, do that. Um, so obviously, I mentioned I went down um, down to London this week. I got a question in this week from Matthew Sweeney. Says, how do you and Chris feel about Robbie and the whole Sun video? Genuinely, uh, now I don't want to do too much on this because. Um, those of you who've watched the video that we've done on on Social Club with with Robbie, will you watch that? You'll know that the take on it all. If you haven't, I would employ you to go and do it because I don't want to. I don't want to use another platform as a stick with which to to beat someone who's ultimately mm-hmm. apologised for 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 what for what he's done and what have you. Um, but I, I just thought it was worth just worth us talking about a little bit and more. I guess the the the, the issues that things like this present to us. Mm-hmm. And it, because I found, I felt really, I struggled with it massively because I felt it made me feel selfish, which is, it should, I don't think it should do because what it boils down to, Chris, is that I'm 100% appreciative of the fact that the, the, the Don't Buy the Sun campaign stems from Liverpool and it stems predominantly from, from the actions post Hillsborough. Um, and so I, I can understand why people would not be as naturally bought into it. As us and what have you, but it's just I, I just hate the world that we that it, that we're in. That this this has to be a thing, and I don't mean that means call the boycott off, not at all. It just means that I hate the fact that organisations like the Sun have put us in a world where we might not be able to work with people because of the fact that because of the whole because of the whole thing essentially. Yeah, um, it look it's annoying. It is what it is. Um, I, I don't I don't really feel uncomfortable in the same way that you do about that mainly from the fact that you know i appreciate that we've been brought up with it it's kind of always been there mm. you know we've we've turned down so many deals and, and and stuff over the years with things that are kind of associated with the sun and you know it was one of the first things we do when we set these channels up is to make sure that there's no sun advertising so it's always in the front and center of my mind um so i kind of am more maybe more accepting of it, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, just that I kind of understand the situation and I feel like, you know, there's a reason for it. And you're right, it's terrible that in this day and age we are unable to work with people. But for me, the whole situation has kind of fired me up even more. You know, I feel like I want to join the fight. I mean, you know, on a personal level, you know, don't buy the sun, obviously, but I don't think I do enough to promote that. Mm. Um, and if nothing else, it's probably put a little bit of fire into my belly to make me want to go, do you know what? We've got a platform here. Mm. And there's people still in this fucking day and age that don't understand. Yeah. And that's because I'm not doing a good enough job. Yeah. And we're not doing a good enough job. And that has really 
awoken something in me that I want to start doing this. Yeah, no. I want to start making sure that every fucker Liverpool fan or not knows what that fucking rag did. Yeah, and if we can use the the platform that we've got, then something positive is going to come out of the back of this, and and that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think you're dead right, and as I say, it's the thing of, it's the it's the education of it. That's the bit that's ultimately most most important out of this is that because I, I let's say what it, what it, what it boils down to is that you know I don't it put where where I find it hardest is it's not it's not for me to tell people what they can and can't do because everyone's you know we live in a free society people can choose to do what they will but it's about making sure that people understand why we take the standpoint that we do and saying. It's off the back of that. It's entirely up to you, and that's where where the, I think there was the issue. The, the, the issues that kind of came up with that thing is it maybe it came across a little bit like I was almost pressuring Robbie into the situation or or what have you, and it was more a case of you know I explained to Robbie the situation on it. I think he, I think he, I think he knew, but I think you know it, it is a thing. People do need reminder of these things because we do forget because things are so close to us. That it, as you say, it's second nature. We don't even, we wouldn't even enter into conversations with it. Whereas, unfortunately, because of the way that organisations run, that are so they've created so many grey areas, and that's the way it's why it's so hard to be. It's there's no definitive. It's so hard to be definitive on it. it the, the only easy, the easy way to be definitive is anything that associated with the sun and the sun logo and all that kind of stuff. But you've got. You got the talk sport thing. You've got the is it sports international? You know, team. Team. the fact that you know, like the, the the Times is technically part of the same group. Sky is owned by the same company. All of these things. It's so there's so many grey areas within this that it's very difficult for us to say definitively on stuff. Which is why, again, I I appreciate people's situation, but it is more. I think you're right. There's more on us to. To, yeah, exactly. And to, as you say, exactly, make it clear why 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 we take the opinion that we take. And what's encouraging is off the back of it is how many people of other who support other teams and stuff who've got in touch, and how many people who responded to it who weren't Liverpool fans. And 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 it, the point I kind of made on the Ball Street stuff was about it's if it was just if it was just Hillsborough, and then they'd literally had a, an impeccable record of top quality journalism. <laughs> off the back of that for 27, 28 years, then you could go, well, listen, you know, even even major institutions make mistakes, but that that paper has made, literally throws one out a week, it throws one out a month of just being, of, 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 of taking the wrong side on, as, on social arguments and making idiots of people and, and retracting stuff with two inch sidebars when you've, play, you've plastered stuff full front page and that's, you know that's the, the 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 real issue with this is that whether you're down with the Hillsborough stuff or not, which you should be because it's not about Liverpool, it's about football. It's that it's not even about football, mate. It's, it's about it, fucking humans, not people. Yeah, uh, but it's but it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible um, media outlet one way or the other. So I don't if people want to choose to associate themselves with that. I can only say that you know it's it's not for us and it'll never be for us. Um, but you know what? That's you know, as I say, effectively, it's down to it's down to other people. But like I say, I hate the fact that that's what it is. I hate the fact that it's still because if it didn't, if it stopped existing tomorrow, the problem would be would be gone, and we wouldn't have these grey areas as as much anymore over it. And that my problem is, is that mm-hmm. I you know I I feel for people because they throw a lot of money to try. They they they're desperate to get back in with football fans, and they're not. 
you know, they're in with a with 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 idiots and and, and you know and people who or, or or ultimately people who don't really look too deep into the news and what have you necessarily. But it would um, it's it's I, I I I'll never I'll try I try my best not to lambast people who, who do go with it because I understand that you know this is not about Robbie in this, but you know there's people at low, at low end of stuff who who need to put roofs over their heads and they need to find things and there's there's money there's, there's money out there to take it but again it's down to us to say to them this is it's up to you to make the decisions you want to make but it's why we choose not to yeah well said mate yeah life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, moving on then, obviously we we gearing up for Southampton. So I uh, I did a, a mini preview of this earlier. Um, I am, I, Wofford has made me more confident for this game, but... I can feel the nerves already starting to build because inevitably it's the same story as we've had for the last few weeks. Great work to get the win against Watford. We come on to Anfield. Three points should more not more or less see us home and dry. I think it's gonna take another it's gonna take six points, I think, from here to more to, 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 to get us top four. But I don't wanna have to I don't wanna have to need three points from Middlesbrough. I just want to get this out the way, but oh, yeah. therefore pressure. Oh, of course, I I, I spoke to uh, Freddie from Young Inside. The video will be going up over the next couple of days uh, on it, and you know he was saying that Southampton are in pretty poor form at the moment. You know they've struggled massively since Van Dijk's injury um, in January, and obviously they sold Fonte as well. So, um, what is it? Mar- is it Marco Munisa? Is there other centre half? What's his name? Isn't he, isn't he from Stoke? Uh, who is it? I forget, I forget his name anyway, apologies. Um, and he was saying that the centre-back partnership hasn't been very good, but the full-backs have been really good. Yeah. Uh, he actually thinks, though, that, you know, the way that we've been playing in the, using the full-backs and stuff now, it hasn't been working to great effect for us, but he thought against Bertrand and the other guy that that might actually have some success against Southampton rather than play it centrally, uh, even though he said that the, cent- uh, the full-backs were playing really well. Now, he seemed to be really down on it, and he only predicted a draw, and this is a team that have conceded a goal against us in three games this mm-hmm. season. I think it's two losses and a draw that we've had against Southampton. So for me, they've been a bit of a bogey team. I always worry, but... Uh, it looks like Claude Puel 
will be out of a job come the end of the year, he mm. reckons as well. He reckons um, it might even, if he loses against Liverpool, he might get sacked before the end of the season. They've been in that bad form. Wow. Um, so he's not very confident either, which makes me slightly more confident. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, we've not been playing well. well we need Adam Lallana and we need Phil Coutinho on the pitch. 100%. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. Um, it's been a weird season for Southampton in general, hasn't it? Because I think... Oh, yes, she did. I was thinking of not didn't even begin with an M. That was terrible, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> close. It ended with an A. She said a name. <laughs> it's better than saying no. Better to try and get it wrong. Joe once, once told me that. Someone in the States and said, always have, have a guess. Just have a guess of people's names at all time. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. But, you know, you're better off, better off a shooting and not scoring. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been look. They've been. They've not been great this season. But the the, the worry is, and you, you you brought this up to me a few times, is that we have we have struggled against these massively this season. In fact, we've not scored a goal. I don't think so. Against them, we lost one nil in both of the semis, didn't we? And I think we drew nil nil in the other. Mm. Sai's a bit of a yeah. Sai will know. Yeah, yeah, he says that's right. So and, and, and given that we're already a team that's not exactly in free score and form at the moment, in fact, let, we're no on, longer. Let me fi- let me finish my sentence. Size a bit of a rain man. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, we're no longer the top scoring team in the Premier League. I know. Um, we're the third, aren't we? Joint second. All oh, right. Okay. Um, so but what, what are they is that Tottenham? Tot- it's Chelsea on seventy two, and we've both scored seventy one. Us in space. Wow, so Tottenham's goal difference is like twenty better exactly, than us. Exactly, twenty better than us. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, this is this is the point: is that we're coming up against a team that we've not scored against in three in what number of minutes um, right, here's how you fix this issue okay, well, I've been thinking about this they're good professional footballers our yeah. lads they've had three attempts at these now yeah. they should know by should, now yeah. what hasn't worked yeah. they must have exhausted everything that hasn't worked do everything that, do, don't do, do any of that shit anymore please <laughs> yeah. can we just go and see right there's this like round thing that you'd have to kick mm-hmm. get that into the back of the fucking net yeah. past the goalkeeper and the defence and we'll be alright it's a revolution Chris. I know Paul that's <laughs> what I'm here for sorry sorry um, yeah. sorry sorry um, here's the thing <sighs> I want Alana back in the game 100% for this but he is he struggles in this game massively he it's time to shine well maybe. exactly that this is this is what it's got to be because I think Adam Alana is you know, he almost proved coming on the pitch against Watford that he's actually the player we've almost missed the most and I know it's it, it's Mane really um but he is no I'd, I'd agree with you statement yeah he is so important to our style of play you know you always talk about it how he, you know he sets the press he's the guy that everyone takes the lead from in 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 you know in the in the attacking positions from us and this is that game for me as I if whether it's a mental block or whatever and just maybe just you know it's hard to go from being beloved and your boyhood club to being loathed by those fans that you know that that must be a very difficult thing to handle but if he wants to be a Liverpool player and a top level professional if he wants to continue to be England's best player and if he wants to lead a Liverpool side into into the Champions League next season then mate you've got to go and prove yourself better than Southampton and perfect chance to do it yeah look he's proved he's proved himself better than Southampton in every game apart from against Southampton, Southampton. Yeah. I, I don't doubt him you know it's like it's not. It's not exactly the same situation, but it's very similar. Raheem Sterling at Manchester City. Mm-hmm. You've said it this season. At some point, he's going to have a great game against us, and at some point, Milan will get have a great game against Southampton. Now, 
I hope to God that it's this weekend mm. because we need it, man. We need those three points and just, you know, if we can just get something, Man United play, I think, straight after us as well. United Arsenal, isn't it? Which is the I big mean, one. Because it's good. Man, that's man. it. If, if just psychologically, I, I although I said we, I think we definitely need another three points. I think the psychological six impact. Points, another six points. After this, the, yeah. Okay. Sorry, after I think we'll still need another three points. Is that the fact that one of United and Arsenal are gonna are gonna drop points in this game effectively shutting the door? Definitely on one of them, you could almost shut the door on both of them if they get a, if they get a draw a draw from that. I think that's our Arsenal's heads will go completely if they if they don't get three points from that. And, and I think Man United, United will have to focus on the Europa. Exactly, you know they're gonna be mid. They 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 this weekend is the midway points. The 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 the. the, the eye of the storm between the Celta Vigo games as it were so yeah I think it, it, it impacts those decisions so yeah the, uh, last just Mondays, get it done just exactly. get it fucking Mondays done Mondays was the most important three points this is the most important three points you know Jürgen said it you said it it's great that there's a there's pressure on us because it means that we've actually got something effectively to play for and if you can't get if you can't pardon me find enjoyment within this this is this is this is footy, man. You know what I mean. This is where it's nerve-wracking. It's, nerve it's great. You feel a sweat build on the on the on the smaller your back. And you, you know? realise there's still like four game four days before the fucking game as well, and I've got sweat dripping down my back. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's I think it's the leather seats. Is that what it is? Helping. Ah, okay. Also nerves, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that I, I'm, I'm, I am, but I am ultimately really looking forward to this game, and I, I, I hope and pray that Southampton is because we, because of the cup stuff, that the players will feel the oh, the fans they'll feel the the low them at a beating. They as always well. performance at Anfield. Mm, yeah, that too, and, and and I think what I'm hoping is is that Southampton is just about a big enough a game. That I'm hoping that the, the stewards turn a blind eye to the, the standing thing, because I think that's what what from what I gather about the Crystal Palace game, there was you know the people weren't people weren't stood up and singing in that in that match, and they've done it a bit more recently where it's almost like they've gone they need this, so they've maybe told us to sit down at the start of a game, but when it's really built up, they've took us. They've took a start. I think it might have been Bournemouth. In fact, was the who'd have thought standing for the entire second half against Bournemouth? But I'm, I'm fingers crossed. This is one of those where they just just let it just let it go. Let the fans do what they need to do to get behind the team because my God, we we absolutely need it. Um, right, we're gonna sack off. Get get in the bin. Is has gone in the bin for this week. I want to get through wow. some questions. Um, so yeah, we ask you for your questions via Twitter and Facebook. If you don't follow us on either of those, then make make that a thing in your life. Can we not just quickly put Man United in the bin? Man United this weekend. Man United are in the bin. Sad. No, I, I you know what I want. You know what I want to do if we're going to do that is Man United and Arsenal winning games in the bin. In the bin. Yeah, I mean I, I've got no problems with Man United. They seem to be doing a pretty good job of it themselves, to be fair. But yeah, yeah just. Ceasing to exist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Connor Mudge. Mudge underscore Connor. Mudgy. Mudgy the Mudgy. Benny definitely doesn't get called that. <laughs> Does now. Does now, Mudgy. Um, oh, you little cutie. Do Connor. you think we have a realistic chance of the league next season? Yes. No. Yes, we do. Okay. Why? Because oh. everybody has a realistic chance of the league. Do they then? Yeah. Flester did it last season. You're going to base on that whole 38 game thing, but it's not. No, yeah. Realistically, I think. Look, I, I, I think it would be a realistic if we finish in the top four. 
I think, and we buy the calibre of players that we're hoping we're going to buy, and we buy the volume of the calibre of players that we're hoping we're going to buy, which is still all big things, of course. Um, I I don't know. I, next season for me is not about the league. Next season for me is about consolidation, which is not exciting. It's almost like the least exciting word in football. Um Liverpool, because what we don't want is another situation that we had when we last got into the Champions League, where and I don't th- where we, we we fuck it, we fuck fuck it on all fronts, and I don't think we will. I think we've got the capability to make a good fist of the Champions League. I think we even if we got into a really strong group, I would back us to make a good fist of getting out of getting out of a group like Leicester. But like yeah yeah yeah, but the but the <laughs> but the point is is that because top four is so competitive. And look, if 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 we if the league was to finish today, and those teams made it into the top four, two of the four teams that qualified for the Champions League had no European football to play this season. Now that's not going to happen because of how many Europa League places there are. But there, you know, there's there's clearly it's far less strenuous playing Europa League for different ways. You can rotate your squad a little bit more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think we would. I think we will look to strike an equilibrium next season where we do a good we have we put a good strong showing in the Champions League. You get to the round of sixteen and then you go and if you go out, you go out and then you put a real you know, you really pile it on. We wanna fit we ideally we wanna finish third, second or third next season. So we're within touching distance, I think, of the championship. Once we've learned how to handle both fronts. I, I just think it's too much to ask us to go from we can't even compete for the fucking title when we've only got a game a week. So I think it'll be a big ask for us to take. That's a no, massively no, I, 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 I really do take your point. And the reason that I genuinely believe Liverpool can make a fist of it next season and be in the hunt is because of how brilliantly we started. And teams don't start like that. And Jurgen Klopp teams do start like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we come off the back of a summer where we'll be well-rested and everybody will be well-rested because there's no European Euros or World Cups sure. or anything like that, if we can have the start that we had this season and be where we were by Christmas time, then we're in the hunt. And I think the difference is you don't have Mane going over in January. We probably, hopefully, won't have those injuries that have really set us back this season. You know, and look, I, I know every team has injuries and all that, like, but, you know, without those injuries, without Mane, and they go missing in January. I think we make a fist of it this season. Maybe you yeah. know, and if we can get over the hump and get Champions League football, then um, what I think is those games where we've we've capitulated this season, the Bournemouths, the I forget Swansea. Palace, Swansea, all those games. If we manage to get top four, this squad will be better for it. And mm-hmm. no, and I think they'll believe that they can put those games away because yeah. they've had to. We've seen it with Watford. We've seen it with Stoke in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that that's almost getting over the hump. That'll be like winning something for us. Yeah. Because it's not like we'll if we get into the Champions League, it's not like we've wandered in there easily yeah. people have been hot on our tails yeah. and I've had games in hand and had more points on you know yeah, off, in prospect, off the board yeah. in prospect than us and so it's been a real fight for these lads yeah. and I think they'll feel like they can win it and if we have the start that we had and then I truly believe we can do this and as you say with the strengthening with extra quality players and stuff I think the vision has always been to plan for two competitions or three or four competitions next season whereas this season it was about cutting the wage bill getting a small squad getting into the Champions League now, we think of it season by season by season, but I think Klopp will think of it like, like this season we've got to do that, but next season I know what we've got to do before the season started. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, it, it's going to take luck. 
it's going to take a little bit of luck and we need a really fast start but I don't see why we can't keep that up yeah no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I would much prefer your vision of things absolutely it's just my again it comes down to it's, 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 it's fear based on that whole we I, I think Klopp and the management team will understand it I just hope that we we get the players in who've got the capability to handle it and yeah again a bit of luck with injuries and stuff and we might, we might well have a very very exciting season next season which would be marvellous Um also, I just want to add, I always think that, by the way. <laughs> True. Uh, Jashan Jeet Singh. Now that Lovren signed a new contract, will he be sold in the summer to make way for a nope. new centre-back? No, 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 no. You did this on the news, didn't you, last week? I I don't get the rage from people. And, and of course, this exists across the board, and it's not just about this. I don't get it in a general I don't really get it in general sense because I'm quite a, a laid-back person, naturally. But... Steve, I think Steele made a great point when he said people are people who are asked about us paying 100 grand a week for for a player that we feel is only squad level don't understand how much money is being paid to squad players at the top at the, at the top level of football. I think in signing Dejan Lovren up, all we've effectively done is just we've just guaranteed our squad as much as anything else. He for me will be our third choice centre back, and I think that's. I think that we if if Dejan if they if we've got let's say Van Dijk and Matip as your first choice pair and backed up by Lovren and a and a Gomez and you, who knows what Cavan will do, that's a really I think that's a really good set of defenders that we've got. Yeah. got Lord, to again, it always comes back to for me what formation we're going to be playing because if we play three at the back next season, mm-hmm. then he's a first teamer. Yeah. And you know what? I'm happy with that. Um, he's I, he's been good this season. He's yeah. had his mistakes. Everybody has mistakes. Yeah. Klopp said it well, didn't he, last week when he, when he said. You know, if people if we'd offered him a new contract after the Dortmund game, people would have been giving him, you know, hundred years or whatever because he he was that good. And yet he had he had an absolute stinker against Palace. But this is the thing, I don't against Watford. Well, exactly, you know. Yeah. And this is the thing, I think he's had more. He's definitely had more good games than bad this season. It's what what I think people need to get switch their thinking for this summer. We'll definitely do something more on this. I think in the coming weeks we get towards summer, but. We, we haven't looked too much on the outside of things. We've looked a lot of hypothetical ins and what have you. But I don't see that... I think we will need to get out of the notion that we're going to be selling loads of players. I think only, I think we can all name the players who are almost certain to go out the door. And if if once you get through that absolute certainties list, it would be surprising to see anyone more. Yeah. I don't think anyone who starts games, who started games this season for us regularly... We'll be, we'll no, be I think you're looking at Sacco, Sturridge, Moreno, Stewart, and maybe Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucas is the only one I think who who has played anything close to a regular amount of football, who's liable to move on in the summer. I just don't see any point in. I don't see why you would get rid of any get rid of anyone that because it's it's foolish because all you're doing is having to train because we're we said this because you're effectively having to increase your squad size. You're not buying one for one. You having to buy two for every. It means you're effectively buying two centre halves or more. You effectively having to almost buy three. If you get rid of, if you get rid of, you know what I mean. That's yeah, not, I don't yeah. think we'll make it difficult for ourselves. If I'm perfectly honest. Um, let's see. We'll get a couple more done, and then we'll do the rest on the on the website. Let's find a good one. That's not a very good one, but I'll do it nevertheless. <laughs> uh, that nerd Louis, Coca Cola or Pepsi. 
Uh, Coca-Cola. It's Coca-Cola all day long. Yeah, but apparently Pepsi always wins um, taste tests because it's sweeter mm. and your body craves sweet things. So when you just try it side by side, your body will always go for the Pepsi. Mm. But actually, if you want an, a, a, an actual drink, then Coca-Cola is just generally nicer because it's it's not it, sugar water, yeah. although it is. Here's what I want to do. Dan the footy underscore fan, because I know you've done a lot on this lately on the stat Flaffle. show. Oh. <laughs> been doing for <laughs> um as i've asked previously is Kleine any good at all every time he crosses the halfway line he looks completely out of his depth yeah um you know what when we compared him with a few of the other right backs around the league he compares favorably we put a poll out on twitter as well uh, and everyone has him pretty much rated in the top three literally everybody replied at him in the top three right backs in the league so i think when you when you consider it him as a right back and a defender first he's absolutely fantastic when you consider him as more of a right winger he's not a right winger mm. he's pretty shit further yeah. up the pitch and stuff but sometimes I feel like he gets unfairly criticised yeah. I mean if you if you just watch him during the game and sort of total up how many times he makes a mistake it's very very few mm-hmm. his his mistakes and I'm doing the quotation marks <laughs> for those of you listening are yeah. when he just passes the ball back inside but we don't lose the ball yeah you know, whereas Emery Chan's mistakes, we lose the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's infuriating sometimes and it does stunt our attacks. Yeah. But he doesn't lose the ball very often. You also wouldn't say Liverpool's attacking prowess have been a great deal of a, a, a great cause for concern for us this season exactly. either, if you're talking about it. I what annoys me is why are we here again? Why do we always have to be in this position? Why do we always have to get to a season where you'd say, you know, we've had a, we're having a good season and we have to look at someone who's not... And i said this before, it's Alvaro Abelauer all over again. We had a, a very, very good right-back in him, and that, but everyone was just dead pissed off because he wasn't Danny Alves. Yeah. And we and then we... we so we, we upgraded him, pardon me, to Glenn Johnson... And people and people were probably laughing at because people would go like, ah, Glenn Johnson upgrade. Glenn Johnson was, was considered an upgrade because he could score goals, he could score with his left foot and his right foot, he was attacking first and blah blah blah. And let's face it, Glenn Johnson, barring probably about eighteen months cumulatively of his Liverpool career, failed to hit the heights, and he was at us for quite a while as well. Um, and more often than more moreover, his defensive side wasn't as bad as people kind of remember it, but. You know, he was not. He was. He was that attacking thing, and it, it compromised a lot of what we were. A lot of what we were doing. I think that <coughs> to answer the question or the, the musing, I think the reason that people and we we end up in this situation is because people want to strive for better, mm. and you know they might see that as a as a weakness. I don't think it's the biggest weakness in our squad. I think there's loads more. Yeah. Before you start looking at the right back, if I'm honest. Now, if you had a bottomless well, yeah, I'd be looking at a different player. You'd have loads of water. Bottomless <laughs> pit of money. <laughs> Apologies. Um, I'd be looking at another right back. I really would, but it's one of them, isn't it? It's like the right back roles change so much, mm. and and both full back roles have changed massively. Now, if you're playing a three at the back, I actually I said this the other week on something. I actually see the right back role as more of a centre back role now, and a right midfielder role as more as a right back. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. In the way that Valencia and Moses have taken on these right sided well, roles. Yeah, like I mean, we it's been going this way for a while, isn't it? The full backs are essentially. Centre backs and wingers and all this kind of stuff, and we've the problem is is that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Now we're doing we're picking uh, on Friday on Social Club. We're going to be doing this right back slash right wing back of the of the season, and I think when you hold Klein up to Victor Moses and Antonio Valencia 
and maybe even like a Seamus Coleman, pre, obviously pre-injury and whatever. I get where people think you could be, you could do more. But here's the thing: for a start, Victor Moses, who the who the fucking thought that first and foremost. Um, but also, again, Chelsea are a very well organised, very well disciplined defensive side as well. If we if we if Liverpool had put another attacking player in our defensive positions. I dread to think what would happen okay, to our, well, to our a, team. That's exactly right, mate. Look, we play with four at the back. We've got two centre-backs, a left-back and a right-back. They've got, let's go for Chelsea, they've got three centre-halves, two defensive midfielders, two defensive midfielders and two really attacking wing-backs. It's, it's the makeup. the team is completely different. Yeah. If you threw Nathaniel Klein into that Chelsea side, I don't think he'd be very good. No. But, that's based on the fact that most of Moses' role is moving forwards with the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, if you threw Moses in at right back in our side, I tell you what, Nathaniel Klein's much better. Yeah, I'll tell you that for free. That's a good point. Thanks. You have to free podcast. I told you that for two pound a month. And <laughs> <laughs> also free. The um, yeah, I, I um, no, I, I I agree on that, and I think it, it annoys me that we have to have a, a, a. I'm not saying that. Sorry, I'm not saying Dan that you you are doing this as a, a per se, but and you might you just might not like what you see, you see from him at all, and that's that's absolutely fair play on that. But I I honestly think the client issue. Well, there's no client issue. I think it's more that if you got a proper left wing back, a proper left wing back to play in James Milner's position, or someone was a bit a bit younger with an naturally with a left foot you could get up and down. You could get someone who does what Moses does, etc. You could get Baines in his pump for left back would be sorted. Exactly. And I think it becomes less of an issue the the client stuff. I just think because at the minute neither of our fullbacks score any goals from, from open play. And James Milner gets a bit of a pass on that because ultimately he scored seven penalties for yeah. us this season. And we know he can play Further up the pitch, but I would, his creative input as, or output is, I think, is largely dried as largely dried up. I don't think he's he's doing he's doing enough. But again, I don't think you need to have from what we said. You don't want to. You need balance, yeah, and we exactly. haven't got that. Or even not so much balance, but the almost the opposite of balance to some extent because balance, I guess, would imply you, you know you two left two proper left backs or two probably yeah, I suppose, wing backs. Yeah, you're right. When you think but of it like that, you yeah. get balance in in the regard of you don't need to have. Two wingers, out and out wingers. You don't need to have two out and out flying fullbacks. You need to be able to to cover a multitude of of options and whatever. So yeah, thanks very much for the question. But yeah, no, I'm 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 a fan of Daniel Klein, but I do get the frustration because we ask him to do a lot of attacking stuff, and that's where I think it stems from. Is because if Daniel Klein was whipping in balls and getting assists left, right, and centre, of course there'd be no issue, and you'd automatically go to the if we just had someone who could do that in that position. But it's I think it's a bit blinkered because it, you ha- you can't remove the good defensive stuff and it's funny again going back to the Pro Evo game there's a line where Joe Gomez talks about Kleine and he says like doesn't get any dirt on his shorts and it's he basically it's a compliment saying he's so good at defending that he doesn't need to go to ground he just wins the, wins the ball back and does that and that's again it's very it's a very underrated skill and it's also a very hard to quantify thing because everyone loves a good slide, and you can you remember sliding tackles. You don't remember little but nicked interceptions. Ultimately, they're the last line of defence. Yeah, I think com- completely. Um, so we've got loads of amazing questions lined up. If you watch on on the video version on the RedmanTV.com, please do stay tuned. Some of those questions include weirdest place we've been recognised. Let's ask for a selfie. Is Arsenal a good fit for Sturridge? Um, maybe do a little bit on uh, John Achterberg. Sean Weld asked something about him. 
are we too nice? Do we need more snides in our team? I Liam Keary asked that. Yeah, no, we're not. Too nice. to we're bad knobheads, like. Um, <laughs> and a few other amazing questions as well. So if you listen on the podcast and you want more podcasty goodness, go to the redmentv.com. Uh, and well, get thanks involved. for your five-star review anyway. But Obviously, thanks for your five-star review. Um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you here. Oh, no, we won't. You'll hear us here every time. I can't wrap my head around the difference of the medium. Walk on. Walk on. <laughs>